Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Melinda. How are you doing? My name is Melinda Constant. I'm giving you a presentation about vision boards today and how actually they worked in my life to bring healing and clarity and also a little bit of hope, especially when I didn't really have much in my my life at that time when I started my journey, but I'll get to that in just a second. So vision boards, what the heck is it? If you haven't heard of these before, we're going to dive into it. We won't do one right now today physically, but I wanted to explain the steps and how I got to start doing them and so on and so on. So let's dive into this. Now, first of all, we are going to start with my favorite quote. Now go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you've imagined as you simplify your life. The laws of the universe will be simpler. That's by Henry David Thoreau. It's one of my favorites. It kept me going during a time when I wasn't feeling it. I really wasn't feeling like my life or the universe was even thinking of me at that time. So let's dive into this a little bit more. My contact information is up here at the top in the left-hand corner, my link tree. My name is Melinda Kunst. And again, I'm going to go a little bit further about who I am. But first of all, what will I be talking about today? Of course, who I am, goals, plans, and resolutions, setting the mood for doing your vision board, the seven of your areas of your life that you might want to consider when doing a vision board. Also, finally, creating that. And then what the heck do you do with it afterwards? So I'm going to give you some tips and suggestions along the way. If you would like a copy of this, I can actually make it into a PDF. And I'll share that a little bit later with Sandra. And uh, you can get that from her then. So let's dive into this. We're not going backwards, we're going to go forwards. So who am I? Well, hello again. My name is Melinda and I'm married to my best friend. I am a mother of five, a grandmother to three energetic wee ones. And we are a blended family, just an FYI there. So right now I raise chickens, ducks. I have a sassy rabbit and a three-legged goat named Lieutenant Dan. For all of you Forrest Gump fans out there, you know what I'm referring to. But we do welcome visitors to our homestead to learn where our food comes from and about natural healing of native plants. I'm an aspiring herbalist. I love antiquing and dusty stuff. My passion right now, my latest one, is hula hooping. I adore anything shiny, glittery, and I'm very crafty. I have my PhD, and that's in projects half done. And I am the best at organized disorganization. <laughs> now, you might see this woman smiling here, and even me as I'm chatting. It's just, you don't look like someone that's had a tough life. Well, I am a child of abuse and domestic violence overcomer. I began sharing my story in March of 2009 by blogging and that eventually spun into me publishing my story, escaping and recovering from abuse. And now I advocate for victims and survivors. I'm a CASA volunteer, which is court appointed special advocate. I've recently added podcaster to my list of superpowers. And now I'm also an empowerment coach. I speak to individuals and groups about topics about um, thriving after abuse, self-love, teen dating violence, 
goal setting. I also mentor, do vision board coaching, and a lot more. So I do a lot. Um, and it's just something that, uh, you know, I really feel that I have a heart and a passion for. It's not big headed. I wanted to give back to my community, give back to places that help me, but to others, because this can be a very lonely time. And I know that because I've been where you are. I was a resident guest at St. Jude House. So I know the mix of feelings, emotions. One minute you might be angry. Another one, you might be sad. You might be feeling like um, everything's lost, your spirit's gone, you might not know who you are, you may have come to a place where there's a lot of despair, depression, or you might even feel suicidal. And I know because I've been there, how you are feeling. And I know the desperation, sometimes even feeling that maybe it's just better if I go back to my abuser, maybe it's better if I just if I go back to my abuser, they I know what to expect with that. I know how to kind of um, to get through my day and do what I have to do in order to survive. I know what words to say, how to how to kind of calm this person in my life down. So this person is not going to continue to blow up. And I might use coping skills that aren't the best in order to do all of that. I might uh, end up begging this person to take me back or to listen to me or to calm down. I might use sex as a means of kind of being a diversion. I might uh, use food to get him to um, change the subject. And I said, I'm married. Well, I want you to know that I'm actually remarried. I'm not with that person anymore. My first, I divorced him. Finally, that was in 2012. I did say I left my abuser, if I haven't, in 2009. That's when I started telling my story. So I did leave my abuser in February 25th of 2009. And here I am today. And this is a person that I have a know from my smiling face, from my picture, even on here, you wouldn't have guessed that's my, that's my past, really and truly. So let's dive into this a little bit more and I'll share even more as I go because there's a lot more to it. And I really want to get to how this helped. Okay. So I'll just sprinkle my story in and around as I go. So what the heck is a vision board? Well, first of all, I'm going to get into that. I've always been a daydreamer, always cutting out beautiful pictures and song lyrics, poems, quotes, and anything that I liked, like little funny things, something I enjoyed really and truly. And I dreamt about everything, maybe uh, everything I wanted in life, places I wanted to go to. So by using vision boards, I was able to impact the life that I have today. So really and truly. So what is that vision board? It can be considered a collage. It can be a dream board. It can be called an inspiration board. So vision boards can be just a little bit woo for some people as well. But personally, I do use these as a tool in plain terms, just to gain clarity of a goal or a dream. We're very visual people. So having that visual representation, there's no limits and there's no rules. So I know it sounds like a bit of magic, but by using and creating this, you can elevate your mood. You can help gain that focus. And also, these are really fun to make. So even if you have some kids, maybe you want to get the kids involved in this too. And it's really very helpful. So what we're going to move to next is... 
Da, 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 da. So what's the difference between a goal, a plan, and a resolution? Well, a goal is the object of a person's ambition or effort, an aim or desired result. A plan is a detailed proposal for doing or achieving something, an intention or decision about what one is going to do. In a resolution, we always start these. Many of us start these at the beginning of January. It's a firm decision that you're going to do something or not do something. So I'm going to exercise more, or I'm going to eat better, or I'm not. I'm going to cut out the sugar. I'm, I'm not going to eat sugar anymore. I'm going to stop smoking. These are things that we're talking about. So. I started to envision a life free from abuse while I was still married to my now ex. I would find and hide quotes and images that made me feel real good, maybe kept me upbeat. And during a dark time when I was really suicidal and depressed, I really didn't love myself, but I know I needed something more for me and my children. So I started doing affirmations, doing self-love and self-care. Now, none of this took me overnight. I want you to know that it took lots of changes. It took a lot of work for me to believe that these boards, that, that self-help, that self-love was actually going to work. It took some action and it took faith that there was actually something that might come true. Now, why am I mentioning this? Because why, by working and that self-love and that self-care, I was able to start seeing negative patterns in my life that weren't working for me. Honestly, I was sabotaging myself by not feeling worthy, feeling that this is so stupid. And I didn't think that anything good was going to happen to me. So by checking in with those negative habits and those thoughts that you might be having, this is a good thing to start digging into. So you don't need to be fancy. And we'll dive into that in a little bit about more on the vision board. So you might be thinking, hey, Melinda, I've tried these before. They just don't work. Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Honestly, not every board that I've done has come to life. It reminds me of prayers. Not everyone is ever fulfilled. It could be that it wasn't happening in the time frame that I wanted it to happen in, or simply there's something better that I just couldn't see. Things in life can go sideways, and so could vision boards. So maybe I was in a bad place when I made that vision board, or I was using, again, that self-sabotage. Or perhaps I wasn't taking the steps that I needed in order for my goals to happen. So when I have moments like this, I have to remind myself of my dreams or I might just have to start over again. So I encourage you to do that. Now, I want you to think about setting the mood. And again, you don't have to be fancy with any of this. You can start out with, uh, I want you to engage your senses, your, your smell. I want you, your sight, maybe even your taste, your sound. So have some candles, some fresh flowers. It's okay to buy yourself flowers. And I do that just because I want to. I'm, I see a bouquet of flowers. Now it's like, I want those flowers. I'm going to buy them. I'm not going to wait for someone to buy them for me. If I want them, I'm going to buy them. Essential oils are really good. And a lot of these things are also not only engaging your senses, but this, especially essential oils, can help you on your healing journey when you're having PTSD, anxiety attacks, and so on. Maybe you're a little depressed or a lot depressed. You might need a mood elevator such as essential oils. Uh, maybe you need to get some sleep because many victims... And survivors have a hard time falling asleep, staying asleep. They might have night terrors. And so sometimes using like a lavender, uh, maybe even a, a tea, a chamomile tea, using a peppermint, something, not necessarily that, those are herbs, so not necessarily essential oils that I want you ingesting. But um, having those scents 
to engage, indulge in with that special drink or maybe have a special snack, wearing some comfy clothes, having your favorite playlist in the background softly playing. Those are ways to help get cozy and set that mood, but it can also help you. So I want to encourage you to do that not only when you're doing vision boards, but start sprinkling that throughout your day. Maybe you take a bath and you have your favorite playlist going on. You have a cup of tea beside you, have some bubbles, rose petals in your bathtub, candles going. So again, these are things not only for vision boards, but you can start incorporating in your life. Now I want you to dream big. So you're going to start setting an intention. Now an intention is a determination to act in a certain way. Now this could be something or should be, excuse me, something short and positive to bring your mind and heart into alignment. So for an example, I want to lose weight. That's my goal, my intention. I want to be kind to myself. This is how I want to word that. Be kind to myself and treat my body with love. So positive words that you can use when you're setting your intention are love come, heal, live. So it can look like I intend to love my body. I move my body with ease. I freely forgive myself and others. Be purpose, be purposeful. No, I'm having a trouble speaking. Be purposeful and true to my heart. So that is a great intention, a great way to frame that and say that. And remember, when you're dreaming big, there are no, there are no rules. So if you want to go to the mountains, you want to climb um, Mount, Mount, I don't know, Mount Kilimanjaro, you want to go hang gliding, you want to try zip lining in the Amazon, why not? This is something that you can do. And I want you to believe that good things can happen to you. Okay, I want you to start believing that. And I also want you to remember that um, you can use Bible verses, affirmations too. something as you're setting that intention, something that resonates with you. So things that you can incorporate your board. So let's do this. I hope you're ready. Let's talk about this are seven areas of your life. But let me go back again. So I want you to believe again that there's things that can happen that are good. You set that intention, use maybe a powerful word, dream like um, perhaps you want to meet a movie star. Journal what you want. Pretend it's like your own book. You are the heroine of your story. So what's going to happen to you? What are you going to do? Uh, things like that. Ask yourself, what do you want? What do you want to overcome? Is there something short term that you're looking to do or learn to, uh, long term? Can you accomplish this in a year or is it going to take more time? So we're going to talk about those seven areas of your life that you would like maybe more help with or you would like to start incorporating in here in your board. This can give you a different perspective and even uh, in creating, but also goal setting too. So let's talk about that. So family. So this could mean that you want to build family education, learning, personal, spiritual, financial, professional, and leisure. So let's dive into that. So with family, it could be that this is a goal where everyone benefits, such as to buy a new home, plan a vacation. Maybe you want to unplug so you can spend more time together. So this is a goal where the whole family benefits, okay, as I said already. Now, education and learning. Now, this is to grow your job skills, learn a new hobby. Maybe you want to become a certified as an instructor for fitness, yoga, learn a new language, learn something new that'll help with your job. Now, personal. Now, personal, this is just for you. 
okay? Because it's okay to be selfish and do things just for you. It's not for your family. But also there can be some benefits there. Like maybe if you lose some weight, you get fitter, you can have more energy in order to run after your kids. So uh, perhaps you want to read 100 books before the end of the year or to do more self-care. These are just things that you want to do. And again, it's okay to be a little selfish here and to think about these. So spiritual. So spiritual can be that um, whatever your beliefs are, these are important in all of your aspects of life. Now find what grounds you and restores you. Faith was so important when I was doing my healing journey. So I encourage you to, to find something that restores you. Now, this might be that you're curious about a different religion. Maybe you want to uh, learn how to pray more, read your Bible more, or get into a Bible study. Perhaps you've always wanted to hang out with some ladies, some goddesses, uh, be in a drum circle, whatever that looks like to you, start exploring that. And you can do that with this board. Again, these are things you can also journal about as in addition to that. So financial. So this is going to be, I'm going to talk about professional in just a second. This is going to be a little different. Now, this might be that you are cleaning up your credit report. If you're like me, my ex left my credit horribly just low. I mean, we filed bankruptcy twice. Uh, my credit is really, I'm working on it, but um, it's really low. It's really low. So I do a lot of things with cash only. I do a lot of things within my means and budgeting. I don't go wild and crazy. I don't have any credit cards. Um, I make sure my bills are paid on time because this is something that's important to me. And I didn't have that with my ex because there was a lot of financial abuse. I was not allowed to have anything in my own name. I had to have things with his name attached. And... Um, that was really, I'll make this a little bit smaller. Let's try, I guess we're just staying here. That's okay. So I had to, when I left my ex, I had to squirrel away any cash I could find, anything. It was a quarter, whether it's a penny, a nickel, if I found a dollar on the street, whatever that was, I, I cleaned out our dryer. And anytime I found money in the dryer or washer, I would squirrel it away because he would send me to the store with money or a checking account. And I'd have to be accountable for literally for every penny. I'd have to show him where I spent the money. I wasn't allowed to have that on my own. So, and we were always far behind in our bills. It seemed like we could never get ahead. It's like my house. I could never get my house clean enough. It was always not dirty, but it was always cluttered and it would drive me crazy. And just like the bills, he would overspend. Um, and of course it was my fault. He would, um, we, I dreaded doing the checkbook. I really and truly dreaded that time where it was time to balance that checkbook because it would be it would have to balance out to the penny. I kid you not. And if it didn't balance out to the penny, what did I do wrong? What did, why didn't I have all of his receipts? Why did I lose receipts? And so that became a very big, a big trigger for me after I left. Actually, it wasn't until three years ago. Actually, honestly, I have never balanced my checkbook since I left my ex and it's been 13 years. <laughs> I just make sure that I have everything in my checkbook. I go through there. My bills are paid on time. And I know that might sound bizarre to some people, but I'm not ready to get to the point where I can 
physically sit down with that checkbook with that register and say, okay, I'm balanced to the penny. I just, for me, I'm not ready to do that yet. So I know you're hearing that and you might be like, what? I know. I know, but I make sure that I have those funds in there when I need them. Uh, there has been some hairy times where I have bounced. It's because something else came out that I wasn't, I didn't know about. And uh, this was a big learning thing for me and my new partner. I am remarried. He's fabulous. I mean, we all have our moments. I call him Mr. Awesome. He's not, he's not, we're both not perfect. We've had to kind of do this dance as we've learned about each other. And, uh, and the checkbook was one of those things, you know, I didn't, if it didn't come out, you know, like I said, I, if when it bounced the first time our check, our joint account bounced, I was, I freaked out because I didn't know if he was going to get mad and he didn't, he didn't. So it's been learning how to navigate this relationship, finding my triggers out what that is for me. And so I just had to mention that because this this was something that was very triggering for me. So let's get back to this. So with the seven areas of your life, we're going to talk about that financial. So again, that could be cleaning up that credit, creating that budget, saving up for something. Maybe you've always wanted a new car. Perhaps you want to save for your a new house that's just yours. Now let's talk about financial, excuse me, uh, professional. Professional is what do you wish it's goal that you have that's going to relate to your job? It could be you wish to have a raise or a promotion, or maybe you just feel like going in an entirely different direction. You could be um, have gone to college and you're on your way to be a social worker. Well, maybe you decide, you know what, that's not for me. I'm going through the legal process right now. I'm just using this as an example. I'm not really going through the legal process. But when I was, there was a point where I actually thought about going back to school to become an attorney. I was so enmeshed in the legal system and taking my ex back and forth, um, filing the protective orders and so on, and just learning. I did a lot of I did at least, and I know this sounds, you, you probably, some of you might not believe it, but I did at least... 40% of my divorce and my legal stuff on my own, pro se. I did it for empowerment. And I also did it to say I could, I believed in myself enough that I could, but I also couldn't afford an attorney. So I had to figure out some things and how to file different things on my own. And thankfully, we're in this wonderful age where a lot of these forms you can figure that out if you go to your county. Like I was in Lake County at the time. I could go to the website. Um, and even I went into Lake County and I would ask, hey, does this at least look like I filled it out right? And they would say, mm, I'm not supposed to tell you, but yes, it does. <laughs> you know, so something like that. But I really wanted to, I thought about changing. I was a receptionist at the time. I thought, well, maybe I'll just take this into a different direction. So you can do that. Maybe right now you're a stay-at-home mom and you have big dreams and goals. And I encourage you, you can make a vision board covering all of these, or you can do them one by one. You can make a board for financial. You can make a board for family. You can do one for educating, something like that. You're more than welcome to. This is your life, your dream. The world is your oyster. So go ahead, dream big. So leisure. So this is where you're going to find a place of rest. Okay. It's a little bit different than the personal. It's going to be maybe taking a day out with friends. It could be doing something that relaxes you, go to 
to the salt caves that's i think in highland or uh, st john maybe it's in st john go for more walks uh do something that's going to give you some more relaxation so but wait okay and this is where i want you to think about you might not be thinking about right now but i want you to give it some consideration maybe a little bit down the road what about those areas of your life where you might want a partner okay so i'm not encouraging anybody right now to hey make this board it depends on where you are in your healing someday you are going to want to have another person in your life okay it's not necessary there are plenty of women that i've met and they are quite happy i'm telling you they've been 20 20 years without a partner and they've just had maybe a companion here or there or just hung out with friends but they've gotten to know themselves what they want what their desires are what their likes are they can go out with themselves out for a meal they can go out and take themselves out to a movie and i've i've done a lot of this by myself i've gone to to listen to a band by myself. I've gone and took myself to a carnival because I wanted to have an elephant ear. I've done some stuff, gone to church by myself. I've done things that I wanted to do. And it's very freeing. It's also a very good way to get to know yourself. There were many things that I was doing, activities and different um, foods and different things I would watch on TV that I didn't I did to some extent, but I didn't realize that a lot of those were what my ex liked. I didn't like those. So learning about you is so very vital and important. But you can get creative when you're thinking about this dream person. Why not? No one needs to know any of what you've got on your presentation, on your vision board. I'm looking at the word presentation. So no one needs to know what you have, what your dreams are, what your goals are, okay? This can be very private and so can this. You can do a vision board for a dream partner or you can just do a list and that's what I did. So you might be scratching your head and honestly, the last thing from my mind was finding a partner. I'll be honest with you. I didn't want to think about a partner at the time. When I left my ex, it was the furthest thing from my mind. I thought I was going to run off to a commune and just go and be in the mountains or whatever. I, the last thing I wanted to do was to have somebody with me. But, you know, God has a sense of humor. But in the meantime, beforehand, actually like a year before I left my ex, for giggles, I wrote down a list, I think it was 100 plus things, qualities, and um, things that I wanted in that person, that special person, if it ever happened again. And I didn't even think about it until way after I left my ex. It was like a couple months later when I finally found my list again. But it was things like um, he had hair. Um, it was There was ages. I wanted him to... Uh, let me have me time to have my own money to that he would be okay. He'd be patient. He would be, he'd love kids, but not in a creepy way. He would love animals. He would like to go camping, anything that I can think of. So I'm going to encourage you to really and truly think about this. What would you like in a person if you were to get together with them? Do they um, have a job? Do they use recreational drugs, alcohol? Had they ever done that in the past? Do they share your interests? Do they have a certain hair color or eye color? Do they have hobbies of their own? And hopefully you can get into a relationship with a person that doesn't mind if you have your own hobbies. And if they don't, if they're like glued to you and won't leave you, leave your side or don't allow you to go to these places, that is a red flag.
So does this person, um, are they open to your dreams? Are they romantic? Do they love to have fun? Maybe playing games? Are they religious? Are they fit? Are they a little on the fluffy side? Are they friendly? Do they get along with your friends? Do they like music, hobbies? Do they smoke cigarettes, cigars? Does this person chew, if you know what I mean, tobacco? Uh, does this person uh, drink recreationally? The list can go on and on. There's just hundreds. And literally, like I said, I had 100 things on my list. Once you get going, it'll be crazy. So be with all of this. I want you to be specific. I want you to be as as creative as you want you can uh, down to the nails what do their hands look like are they are they really pretty and manicured um are they somebody that is very polished this is somebody that has callous hands because they've been working construction what does this person look like okay uh so what and i want you to do this again with your other hopes with your other dreams as an example what is that perfect vacation look like to you what what about a job? What about your dream job? Do you have a dream job in mind? And we're going to be getting to the gathering your supplies in a second. So I wanted a farmhouse. And not it's one that I, I just slapped that on. So this is why I'm saying be specific with clarity. I didn't have a picture on my vision board. I just wrote farmhouse on it. There wasn't any other description. I didn't envision though, once I got my dream farmhouse, it, it had a leaky roof. The back porch is on like a, like a circus floor because it tilts, it slants due to some foundation issues. There is chippy paint. There is places that are missing siding, but you know what? I love this. It reminds me of me, honestly, because my, my, myself inside, and I know that sounds really weird, my inside self felt really like it had been worn down. And this one's a hundred plus year old house. So I kind of feel like I mirror my house, but it also goes back to being specific. So this is that fun part where you start, you got your list, you set your intention. So your supplies, I want you to start thinking about these. You can go to your local library and ask them if they have some magazines. You, sometimes you could buy these for maybe a, a quarter, 10 cents or a quarter, or maybe they'll get the, give them to you for free. So, and if they do give them to you for free, be prepared. Sometimes they do a clean out every three months, six months. It might be a year, but usually it's three to six months. They'll go ahead and clean off their, their magazine seasonally. So just to let you know, sometimes I come home with hundreds of magazines just so you're aware. <laughs> but honestly, you can go ahead and then start gathering those supplies. Poster board. Remember, size matters. No joking. Size matters. I do get mine that are a little bit smaller than the um, than the huge, huge poster boards because sometimes I want them to be a little smaller. And I'm going to turn off my camera. Not turn off my camera. I'm going to show this. Let's go back here. I'm going to show you this. I got this at Walmart. Ooh, there we go, Walmart. And these are, I've got 12 poster boards. It's a 12 pack. They're 11 by 14. Okay, there are, so they're nice and small. And I like that. They are, they're really nice and small. Now, also, if you don't have a poster board, you can't find them. These around school time, these composition books, sometimes you can get these for 50 cents or 99 cents. Okay. You can use these too. You can decorate the front with some pretty paper. If you have scrapbook paper, 
you can use those. And um, yeah, those are kind of fun to do. Like Walmart, as an example, has lots of fun scrapbook paper. And you could just glue glue this on, on your board, on your composition book. You can even glue some on the inside if you want. Now, I would use the composition book, and I'll get to it why a little bit later, but I would use those if you want a little more privacy. Okay, so let's dive back into this. More of this applies. So you're looking at colored pencils. You can use stickers. You can use um, photos, perhaps postcards, any type of lace or sequence or gemstones, any kind of crafting or sewing notions you notions that you'd like to use. <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe some markers. If you want to go to a certain place, you might want to, like, let's say you want to visit India and maybe you get the colors of their flag or some of the dress that the women have, something like that. Um, you can use also some postcards, too. So use art journaling also if you want to bring attention to some larger ideas and images, and you can kind of connect all of this together, which is something I really like. You can even use sticky notes. So post-its, Bible verses, or thoughts about any of the visuals. And then before you stick your things down though, you can use uh, glue sticks or rubber cement, but consider positioning your images first because sometimes when you uh, arrange them and you've got them down right away, you might look at them and like, ooh, I didn't want that there. So I encourage you just to kind of put everything in position first and then start gluing, okay? So get specific. Think about what you really want to look for. Remember, we covered those seven areas as well. So if you want to feel maybe the wind in your hair or the sand in your toes, get pictures of sand, maybe pictures of kites or whatever landmarks you wish to see. Cut those out as well. And journaling. I mentioned journaling before. That is so important. Remember, you are the heroine of your own story. How is this going to play out? And I want you to even picture this happening to you in the past because everything on your poster board that's going to come true and you're already it's already in the past we're going to live this like it's already happened so you're going to start dreaming about this and um i take some minutes to well you know what i'm getting ahead of myself but think about words that also represent your goal tap into those senses remember when we started to create our mood we had our hearing, we had what we could see, smell and touch. Use those senses in your vision board. Also colors, as I mentioned before, blue for a sky. What is it that you want to envision? I encourage you to please think about that really and truly. So now that you're getting ready to glue, remember again, move them around first. You can also do a digital vision board. You can gather some pictures. Canva is a good one. Uh, PicMonkey, Pinterest. You can look on Pinterest for even more ideas. And take a picture of your finished board. You can use this as a screen wallpaper for your phone, screensaver for your computer. But, you know, when you're getting a little bit down, you might want to look at that as well. So sometimes when I was getting a little bit down or, you know, like, oh, man, this is going to happen. So that's why I'm saying create that vision board, that digital vision board. And that can really help you. So be mindful. Here we go. When you're doing this, be mindful. I really wanted to do something that was going to show that I was this boss babe, that I was making six figures, that I was, was doing this amazing stuff. But instead, so this is why I'm saying be mindful of your subconscious. 
as you're cutting out, you might have this picture in your mind, like I did, the business is booming, I'm thinking this is what's going to happen, I'm going to make six figures, and but I got the other one instead. And that one's like, get fit, go out there and be amazing. And I forgot what else it said. It was just it was more of a healthy living type thing, healthy lifestyle, but I wanted the other. So be mindful, look at what you cut out. Subconsciously, your body, your mind might be saying something else. Now, you also might want to do some research on what you want to do too. Okay, so that's where we're going to take some actionable steps. We're going to research, where do you want to go? Uh, what flight do you want to take? Is there, you know, reviews of these flights? Do you need to, how do you need to get there? What hotels are you going to stay? Are you going to go to a hostel? What is it you need to do to research? Maybe it's a college, you're going to go back to school. What's the best college for um, that has good hours, If you, especially if you have little ones that can work around your work schedule if you're still working full time. So these are things you need to research and look into, but also to ask. Don't be afraid to ask. There is maybe somebody out there that knows the best hotels that you go to when you're in India or Italy, wherever that is. Perhaps there is a procedure that you want to have done, um, tummy tuck or something, and you want to find a really good doctor for that. Or maybe you just want to get through your, your divorce or your separation with your partner. So you're looking for maybe a pro bono attorney, perhaps you're looking for an attorney that's really aggressive. Ask, don't be afraid to ask. Now, these are things that I'd like you to think about, but also to do something daily, do at least one thing daily that's going to help you with that vision board and envisioning things, uh, talking to people. You never know who's going to have information. That's the really cool thing is once you start talking about your dreams and so on, you just don't know who can help you or might have knowledge about it. So don't be afraid to ask. So what's next? places where you can see it. So we're going to have that positive reinforcement. This can be on your fridge, on a door in your closet, in your bathroom, or framed in an entryway. Remember, this is going to happen to for you, just to let you know then. This is going to happen. And I'm so excited for you. Now, and celebrate those little victories. Now, after you start sharing your plans with friends and so on, you might encounter some people in your circle. They might make fun of you. They might belittle you. And they might even be a little bit envious. So don't let that stop you or keep up the momentum. If you're living with somebody, though, that they don't really believe in your vision boards or your dreams, you might need to remember the composition notebook. You might want to keep it in there or a sketchbook or something like that. But also this could be a sign that you need to let go of those people. Maybe they're holding you back from moving forward. Now this can hurt. Now if we're on social media, they don't need to know that you're unfollowing them. It might be something as simple as to unfollow them. But uh, yeah, you're going to do this for yourself. And like I said, this could be also, I didn't say this, it could be just for a season. Maybe you let go of some family members, some toxic family members or friends just for three or four months until you start getting back on your feet. You can start seeing a lot more negative behavior the longer you're away from certain people. And then when you get back with them, you might realize, you know what, it was a good thing. For at that time, for that season, that we, that I disconnected from them. So it, it, again, it might hurt, but it doesn't have to be a long term. 
So thank you for hanging out for me. Just have fun. If you want to, you know, know a little bit more about me, find out what I'm doing, get together for some tea or something like that or coffee and just talk. I'm happy to do so. You can find me there or talk to Sandra. She could talk to you a little bit more about getting in touch with me, but celebrate those little victories on your board. Again, take a picture to keep yourself motivated and to, you know what, just to, to keep that momentum up. And I'm excited for you. And I can't wait. Please, you know, if you want to share a picture with me, you're welcome to go ahead and find me on Facebook or you don't have to. Maybe you have some questions and you want to just find me on Instagram. That's fine, too, or on YouTube. You remember, you can do more than one board. I have... I would say I have these done on my own when I do these probably, oh, you know what? I feel like it. Sometimes I might feel that I need to do these uh, once, once a year. And then there's other times where I might feel that I need to do these uh, a couple times throughout the year, because as we grow in our healing, but also just with age, our dreams and our hopes are a little bit different than they were. Like when we were a teenager, as an example, they're a lot different. They're going to look a lot different. You might have a family now. Uh, you might be at an age where going out to a rave is no longer the thing you want to do. It could be that, uh, you know, if, when you were a kid, you wanted a, a Porsche and now you've got four or five kids and a Porsche is not going to fit all those kids in the car. <laughs> so dream big. But remember, your dreams are evolving. Where you are now, I know it can seem a little dark right now, but I guarantee as you start doing that healing work in a year, you're not even going to recognize that life that you have right now. I don't. I have, I could have never envisioned the life that I have now. It seems really surreal. It seems like, and I'll be honest with you, there were times after I left my ex, after I'd say probably the first year that I would wake up and I'd have to feel my partner. I, you know, as we're sleeping in the morning, I, I'd feel I roll over and feel him. And then I actually would physically have to look at him to see is that's him. That's Mr. Awesome. That's Terry. That's not my ex. It was very surreal in this life. Now it's still surreal to me. It really is because I grew up in that toxic environment and I rolled into it again and I don't want you to feel bad for doing so. I don't want you to feel bad for where you're at right now because you're, you don't have to be here. You're taking big steps and I'm proud of you for knowing and loving yourself enough to get yourself out of that situation. Really and truly. I left my ex, physically left him twice. So actually three times I took myself out of that situation. So don't let yourself get all like, oh, already left him like seven times or 14 times. There were times where I just left the house. I can't begin to tell you. I mean, 20, 30 times I would physically just leave the house temporarily and then come back. Or we would have these big engaging arguments where I'd say, please let me go. I wanted him just to let me go. But I'm proud of you. I really am. And if you have, again, any questions, by all means, message me privately. Talk to Sandra. She can get in touch with me. I'll make a PDF of this. I don't have one right now, but I will. And I will share that with Sandra. I'll have more videos on healing and so on coming up. If you've missed any of my talks at St. Jude House, that's okay, because I will be making more of these as we go along. So again, thank you for joining me. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Mwah! Please stay safe and I hope to see you soon. Thanks for watching. Bye.